Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that covers every single television program based on a comic book, period. My name is Ryan, and I will be your host tonight. Um, Cassie is still uh, being investigated for what she did on January 6th. I'm not saying where she was or what she was doing. I'm just saying that there are people are looking into what she was doing on January 6th. Now, is that a coincidence that that was the day that the uh, Capitol building was invaded by terrorists? And yes, terrorists can be fucking hillbillies. Okay. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that she's being investigated right now. One of the people not doing any of the investigations, however, is Mike. Mike, you were left off the committee to figure out what Cassie was doing on January 6th. I volunteered, and they slammed the door in my face to the point that my nose is slightly a different shape than it was prior. You know what? This is a good point for everybody. When somebody says to you, oh, I volunteer to do that, slam the door in their face. Because what the fuck? They want to do that for free? Get them the hell out of your life. What's wrong with that? What is that? Your kink? Just reading into the files of your friends, trying to finally figure out who they are, even though you've been on a podcast with them for years, but you don't know them as a human being? And, like, you famously, once you find out about somebody's kink, you shame them immediately, right? That's what kinks are there to be, shamed. That's that, my kink, Ryan. <laughs> Shaming other people? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're well, specifically, ev- they're kinks. I won't so- shame you for what, like, what you like to eat, or like who you like to be with, or what, what you like to view, your entertainment. What's your fucking kink? Well, I'm now, so now I'm sort of like less likely to tell you what my kink is because I don't want to be shamed. Oh, no, that's part of the fun. You're going to tell me I'm going to put it together. My kink, do you want to know? Yes. It's missionary, positionary. Oh, what are you? You're going to just hang out with all those little swallows once a year, Ryan. You love missionaries so much. Am I kink shaming you? Yeah, that is true. Am I having sex like a missionary? Yeah. Just because I like to look my lover directly in the eyes. Ew, you're disgusting. And fly through space with them as we both climax together. Just like a missionary. Is that what all the missionaries were doing? They're always looking people in the eyes. They're always flying through space. So before missionaries, everybody was just like doing it all sorts of crazy ways. I think just spinning like a top. (laughs) Separately from each other? (laughs) Separately from just spinning next to each other saying, is this sex? I think it was a lot like Pong. That's how Pong was created, is that you had to spurt your goo across the room, and then the other person had to... No sentence in any language has ever been more romantic or sexy than spurt your goo. Mike, this is a very special episode. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even if we didn't do anything for the rest of the show, I think this has been a very special episode, because we figured out why missionaries do what they do. Yeah. The superhero show show. Missionaries made sure nobody spurts their goo. Missionaries, of course, uh, just throwing go-go at each other in order to keep the species a-running. Uh, don't you want... You're, you're out there skateboarding with your bros all day. Don't you want just hot congealed yogurt, but eat it quickly? Gogurt, The missionary snack. Now, were you a... You are famous, Probably the only thing you're famous for is, hold on, let me finish the sentence, Um, that you think that people who eat string cheese as God intended are idiots, and uh, you will just take bites off the top like a fucking heathen, like a medieval peasant. Yep. 
What is the, the I pretend that the the street cheese that I'm at a brisk and that's that little dong and I'm just gonna chomp it down. Now, it, how do you do gogurt then? Because most people will just take a little snippy bite off the top. Do you? I just, peel it. <laughs> one plastic str- yogurt filled goat by goat, gurt by gurt. I mean, there's a couple of ways I remember on the playground of people doing it. One was put the end one end in your mouth and the other end squeeze. And then there's the Popeye way where you squeeze the gogurt at the bottom into the air and then catch it all in your mouth before you go save your girlfriend from a would-be rapist. I like the Indiana Jones way where uh, somebody's trying to deal with a sword and I just shoot the gogurt in the air and just let it spray all over my face and swallow what I can. There's truly no wrong way to enjoy a gogurt, is there? Nope. It's the one snack that anything goes. And I'm like sorry. the missionary said. You said that yours were hot? Did you have hotted gogurt as a child? Do you have a fucking refrigerated backpack? If you're not eating those within a half an hour, you're eating hotted gurt. Oh, God. <laughs> and, yeah, just what a way to spurt your gurt. That's, in the 90s, kids, you don't even know. We ate cold Lunchables pizza and hot gurt, and our parents told us that was healthy. Hey, middle school people, invent a fucking cafeteria with some fridges and some microwaves so we can enjoy our goddamn Lunchables and Gogurt. I am a child on the go. I do not have time to sit down, peel, <laughs> op- see. peel open a yogurt, flip. find a spoon, and then eat my yogurt like that. that that's insane. I need uh, to chill my Gogurt. The downside of Gogurt, Ryan, is uh, sure, maybe you can eat yours faster than I can eat my Dan and Fruit on bottom. Uh, but in a food fight situation, I will knock a motherfucker out. Because <laughs> of your frozen gogurt? No, because I have my Dan and Cup fruit on bottom. You don't open that? Now that's a deadly weapon. I see. Uh, and what you would do is you would bite the lid off with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do they yell? Four? No, that's not what grenader, grenadiers yell. What do they yell? For those of you at home, you couldn't see that when I <laughs> just talked about throwing a yogurt grenade. Uh, Fat Mike just went <laughs> and started dreaming of all of the yogurt in his future. Look, you and my doctor need to both stop calling me that name. I know I need to lose 30 pounds. A real thing my real doctor told me last week. I'm or, working on it. Or just join no effects. Oh, can I kill old Fat Mike and now I'm the new Fat Mike? <laughs> old Fat Mike, he ain't what he used to be. <laughs> Mike, I... Uh, this is a very special show. I, w- I said that like six minutes ago. Oh, yeah. And I said, is it? And then we start talking about Gert. Because we're going to review a couple of middle episodes of Super Crooks, which everybody Oh, is. that's so special. <laughs> hey, Super Crooks fans, do you exist? Let us know. But I, w- I was uh, debating on whether or not to bring up why this is in the show today. But I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to pull it back. Long-time listeners of the show have gotten used to um, an interview at the end of every episode. And... You know, Mike, you and I do the majority of the interviews, and we made this thing where if you fail to get an interview, and I failed because it's the holiday season, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I should have to do the uh, proposal. Oh, are there punishment. not atheists out there, Ryan? Everybody's celebrating a holiday? Uh, I mean, that this does, is what the board said. I'm not that unreasonable. That does go along with how I send emails, which is, are you an atheist? Please read on. Uh, so this should have worked. But. If you fail to turn in your interview on time, Mike and Cassie get to choose the worst comic book movie, and you have to watch it and review it on the show. So, when we come back, I'm going to discuss 2015's fucking fantastic fucking four. (laughs) 
eight years after Fox took the Fantastic Four reins away from Jessica Alba and Chris Evans, they decided to give it to Chronicle Wonderkind Josh Trank. Rumors began immediately that he was a prick, and the studio was a prick, and America held their collective breath before the movie was released and wondered, does anyone need a Fantastic Four movie? What came out was The Stuff of Legends, a movie that lost millions of dollars, along with being all-around mocked and hated. The FF meet, and then they get powers, and then they fight Doom, and then they call themselves the Fantastic Four. That's the plot. That's Fantastic Four stick. Taste Ryan, I ask you this. Did this prove that there can't be a good Fantastic Four movie? Absolutely not, Mike. Absolutely not. This proved that this movie is awful. And a couple of things, real quick. One, um, I really have... Patreon listeners know that um, we talked about our New Year's resolutions and how I'm trying to get less... I'm, I'm trying to watch less bad media. Mm-hmm. With movies, I've stopped watching bad movies to such a degree that I will let a Marvel movie go by if I hear it's bad. And that's pretty fucking crazy. Like MCU Marvel? Well, no. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen either of the Venoms. Um, so anything non-MCU, I will... So I you're saying, let there be carnage, no thank you. <laughs> I did say no thank you directly to that movie poster. And I think they heard me. I they think they know what's up. Uh, I've never seen a Ghost Rider. And I should probably stop because I'm just giving you more ideas of movies oh, to assign to I'm me. just scribbling down. Um, I the reason that there could be a good Fantastic Four movie is do everything the Fantastic Four does that is not in this movie. And well, the Fantastic Four, the real characters don't do anything that's in this movie. Thankfully, wait, what the fuck? Do you, what do you mean? How do you know what happened in this movie, Ryan? I'm an idiot <laughs> and spent two weeks with my family. So during that time, I also watched this movie. I I had never seen this. I don't know I thought, whether to be so happy with you like w- the bestest best friend of all time who sure did assign me the torture i i yes i this was me but Cassie then, was all- like no no it's too hard and the board were like please no not the first one you'll kill him and i was like no it's fantastic four sticker did, i walk did you expect the board of pot filter to react the way they did no i've never idea? seen they normally do not show human empathy they're very close to the elder gods of like cthulhu's brothers and sisters yeah and so to show that kind of emotion i was shocked um, but the whole point was to torture, to punish me. Yes, by forcing me to watch this movie, and then you were like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it too." If Ryan gets punished, I get punished, even if it's a punishment I created. That's I want everybody to know that when Mike misses an interview, I'm gonna watch the movie. Yeah, gonna, you're gonna watch Halle Berry's Catwoman wa- with me. Come on. Okay, so I want let's let's start at the beginning here. What is? The Fantastic, like, what is good about the Fantastic Four? The, and I do think that when you movie? answer this, no, 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 oh. the property. And I think that when you answer this question, nothing in your answer is going to be found in this movie. The, I mean, they're called the first family of Marvel, right? And having that real familial bond, which means they, which has a double meaning, by the way, like first is in royal, like the top, and first uh-huh. is in literally six one six as we know it started the day Fantastic Four number one right. came out. And and it's a bummer why everybody flubs it is, but it's they are a family in that they there's they infight they're at each other's throats, but if anybody else is there, they're like us against them. Then the them like Johnny and Ben will always be button heads. Everybody's button heads with Reed because he's a fucking prick. But the minute anybody steps to them, they're like, well, you don't do that to my brother. It's so good, man. And their stupid wacky space adventures. Yeah. Is, 
not even space because like marvel's in the cosmos now there, there, there's a weird energy there, there is a even in modern day fantastic four there's a brady bunch movie energy to them uh-huh. where it, it golly we gotta go fight the doctor doom in the negative zone like it's goofy i think that if you look at everything that came out once marvel had like eight titles going right and mm-hmm. there was a you know iron man and an ant-man and a spider-man um Fantastic Four still was the place where, like, those other titles were like, this is what we think people want. Mm-hmm. But Fantastic Four is where you go because we just got fucking high. They're explorers. I, I like that. Where, like, they are superheroes, yes. They are scientists, yes. But they are, like, they are driven to do what they want to do because they are not colonialists, but they are so just like, let's see what else is out there. But I, I think you nailed it on the head when you, like, honestly, for me, it comes down to uh, Ben and Johnny, mm-hmm. and like it's not just who they are when they're exploring. Because Mike, you're really attached to this explorer word and how like they're explorers, great. But uh, it's that Johnny and Ben will fight over who has to do the dishes in the Baxter Building, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it right there. Is that we have this dad and this mom and these two children, but before uh, Valeria and Franklin, Franklin, uh, it's this mom and this dad and this two children, and that is where it is. So, we just talked for like three minutes about what's great about the Fantastic Four. Uh, undeniably, I think anybody who is into the Fantastic Four would say that. There is nary a fucking whiff of that mm. in this movie. Well, they are all 18, and Wonderkins in their own right. What You know what I like about the Fantastic Four, Ryan? What if Ben Grimm just goes away for most of the movie, and they don't talk about why? What if... The Fantastic Four now, who hangs out mostly, is Johnny Doom and Reed. No, I'm what sorry. If that's that's the main characters of the movie. When you when you talk about Ben Grimm, are you talking about the uh, ever loving blue eyed thing? Yeah. One of the most popular comic mm-hmm. book characters in comic book history. He gets into the special school that Reed gets into, and then we don't see him for an hour. Is it? Hey, you won't join our think tank school unless your buddy comes along too. Where has lo- Ben been? I love. Where's Ben been? I love that they call him and say, hey, you have to do this very dangerous thing with us. Sue, you not so much. Oh, well, it would be it would be very easy for me to just go with you guys. So Sue, much the, no, the, the, no. so much wrong with this movie. But the two biggest flaws are get rid of Ben forever. And then the people who go into the negative zone, the real Fantastic Four of this movie, are the four men. How does Sue even get powers? This movie blows by, and they're just like, I don't know. She was on the computer, so she turns invisible. And once she does get powers, she's just in a warehouse looking at like cargo trucks. Uh, it took me a very long... The last MCU movie that I ever saw was um, Edward Norton's Hulk. Uh-huh. And what was the one thing that everyone said was great about the Hulk? Do you remember? The, Edward Norton. <laughs> no. The the Harlem fight. It's that we knew this fucking origin story. Right. Shut the fuck up. And so what they did was they just put it in the opening credits and they yes, just had like this said. previously on for the entire movie. We had been through a Hulk TV show, hundreds of Hulk comics, the Eric Bana Hulk, or the, I guess we can call it the Ang Lee Hulk. Um, and you would not like me when I'm Ang Lee. Uh, that, like, they just put it in the credits. That's what this movie was. Yes. It was everything that should have happened before the movie started. The one interesting idea they had was the minute these kids got powers, the military jumped on them. Yeah. And But what if 
all of them were with the military and they were fighting about it the whole time. So these characters we want together, know together, were together. <laughs> See, I agree with you. That is interesting. But is it Marvel movie interesting? Is it is that the sort of thing that we think of Marvel, MCU or not, should tackle? I think that's something that Josh Trank should have done, right? He made Chronicle. Right. Which are you a Chronicle guy? I love Chronicle. So obviously he's gonna make a bigger budget after Chronicle, you're gonna make a bigger budget superhero movie, right? Right. What I would have done if I was Josh Trank is I would have said, Oh, they don't want to do what I'm gonna do. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make uh, avatars or like uh, different versions of the Fantastic right. Four. So and, many things every comic company has done. Right. And then I'm going to go tell this story about what I think happens when the military industrial complex finds out they're a superhero. Right. Because it's, it's clear he wanted to talk about military industrial complex shit and body horror. And that's not Marvel even pre-MCU outside of MCU Marvel. Especially not the modern MCU is one of the, the critiques you I think that is uh, fairly impl- thrown at it is like, man, they love the fucking military. Now, Mike, one of the reasons that I'm shocked that we didn't see this, besides that it's based on a Marvel comic book, is the cast. We, especially 2015, Ryan, we loved this cast. This is this seems like it's designed for us. We have Miles Teller as Reed Richards, Kate Mara as Sue Storm. Uh, Jamie Bell, Billy Elliot as Ben Grimm. I don't know where we were. I don't know if we were Billy Elliot. Such a, such a b- big Billy head. But Pop Filter Hall of Fame, Michael B. Jordan yes. as Johnny Storm. And now there was a lot of... We don't need to get into the amount of shit that... like uh, The amount of shit people that tried to ruin his life uh, oh, for fuck. having the audacity to be cast as a black person, it, as, it, it, you know, as a character who was originally yeah. designed white. But this cast was sucked. Name a movie that wastes the talent, the charm, the charisma of its cast more than this movie. I'll wait. Oh, don't. Oh, God. I hate uh, when you're a walking tweet. Suicide? The Suicide Squad? The no. Suicide Storm Squad. I can't. I can't think of one, Ryan. You know what? I, what I really wanted you to do was talk about the how the cast was in this movie but instead i did this weird rhetorical half rhetorical half not question so let me rephrase it miles teller uh michael b jordan jamie bell kate mara how wasted were they so uh b jordan had a few good moments because i it's like a real rise above the bullshit i couldn't tell you what they were there's just times where i was like there's there he is he fought against it right there uh i don't know if anybody else could because Teller was hot off a of whiplash, right? Mm-hmm. And to see that driven intensity, like I could see watching Whiplash and be like Reed Richards, and then having this milk toasty drab blech, show up is such a bummer. It's really there's there's this thing like about reviewing a movie that like you want to assign blame, and that's uh-huh. really hard to do. We can't do that, but I do want to know. If there was a point where these four actors knew and were just like, oh, fuck. Just and started they, phoning it in. They looked at their contract and their money in their bank account and they were like, let's just get through it. But they they knew that like this is fucking insane. And I, I, I think the most wasted was Mara. Like, she is so talented. I think most pe- people waste her actually. Like she she crushes anything she's given normally. And they kept being like, she's a girl, what if she's just not here? When we're introduced to her in the movie, she's the first and she is uh Franklin 
Storm's daughter, but she's the first of the crew. She sh- maybe it's her story then. Yeah. Like, but for how often she's shunted aside is bananas. But I mean, shocking at all. And I kept no. while I was watching this, based on the structure and the not giving a fuck. I really thought this was like 1991 that yes. this movie came out. This was only six years ago. That is insane. Whoa. That's mind-blowing in so many ways. 2015 was only six years ago. That doesn't feel right. Also, that this came out in 2015. It's, it failed. It, it so did not want to be the first two Fantastic F- modern Fantastic Four movies. Uh, so do you think this is a no-winning? Oh, for sure. It's, it's all gray. It's all grayscale drab bullshit. It's not visually compelling. And that's what sucks is like, because I think what Chronicle did was interesting. And I think Trank directed it. I think it's hard to pull off a good found footage fucking movie. And he did it. And he had charismatic leads and let them do it. And is it too many cooks? Is it whatever it is? Because he, before it came out, he went, this is not my movie. I'm out. Like, it was one of the most public directors being like, no. Yeah. And I do think that somebody else came in. Yes. Right. You know, like they, they saw what they had. And then they patchwork some of it. But still, it's still there's, hard for me to not blame the director. Not, yeah, there's not glimmers of like, oh, I could see what he was doing and it would have been great uh, here. Do you know that one good scene? Remember that one good scene? There is no good no. scenes. Well, how about I I like two kids fucking around in a junkyard. That Oh, when they're little, little kids? Like yeah. Son of like, Rambo vibes? If the, yeah, exactly. If that's the kind of Fantastic Four movie you want to make is just and, that it's two hours of Ben and Reed fucking uh-huh. around, I would have watched that. And young Ben was uh, the weird kid in Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. His Dave. His weird, and I was just like, why do I love this kid? The one with the mom who would just scream all the time. It basically is the same character, but uh-huh. he's angrier in Fantastic Four. God damn it. Thing and Ben and Johnny. I know that Reed and Sue have their comic book problems as well. You know, mm. uh, I, I think Sue is awesome, but Ben and Johnny are two of the greatest personalities yes. ever put into panel form this movie I, I could not believe how atrocious it was i thought that what i was in for when you picked your punishment was something mm-hmm. that was just mediocre like no yeah bad because of its severe mediocrity this was asinine one uh i don't know toby kebble he plays victor von doom yeah i don't i, I think he's famous for the planet of the apes villain in the okay. trilogy. I I his take on Doom of like fuck your corporate bullshit, I'm so smart, nobody gets me, like Zuckerberg ish, like I liked it. And then we're like, all right, we're gonna go full villain. What if we CGI all of him away and his mouth can't even move? And so he's just telepathing his thoughts at it, like mm-hmm. what also, the shit? The blast of green. He just his power, like he goes over to this other dimension, right? That's where they get their powers. They don't go to space, they go they don't go to up the they negative go zone. Out. And so he gets this ability to green it up. Just green, 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 green. It's it, it's so weird that everybody who makes a Fantastic Four movie is like, well, you got to use Doom. And then refuses to learn one fucking thing yeah. about Doom and what makes Doom great. What the shit? I think that the Reed and Victor as college students was a much later thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it really works. You know, like... Let's I drop think, that. Yeah, I think that maybe it's time to like get over that. Because him being the ruler of Latveria is so much cooler. Doom being, being you can laugh at him and he's dangerous because he's like, Doom will rule all. Like. Yeah. But that's, okay, so I think that's what the biggest problem was. 
we thought that we were over this in 2015 because this is seven years after Iron Man came out. Uh-huh. But to me, this movie screams, uh, don't put a skull on Dolph Lundgren's chest for the right. Punisher movie because that's too. we're going to make a comic book movie, but we don't want it to be too comic booky. Like... This is in this middle ground of like trying to be high drama, but also not knowing how to do high drama. (laughs) Yeah, and it has no idea how to do either one. And holy shit, was this awful! I would have rather you know what I'll say. Going back to your first question, like what was good here? I think that's what you asked. Uh, Reggie Kathy, I would have rather watched this guy trying to fight against the bureaucracy of uh, the government and. Be like, no, but these kids are scientists, and just give me a actual like, uh, dark water, not dark water with a Mark Ruffalo, like it's not like an actual like adult drama of yeah. this kind of stuff, and they're just on the edges. Uh, they're they're Fantastic Four, but we don't ever really see them. Yeah, I'm, all of these movies, Josh Trank, you should have made away from the studio system. You know, he also yes. had a Star Wars movie canceled. Really? Yeah. So like, cancel he- culture. <laughs> um, some people think that like Big Boy or Andre Three Thousand. You know, they think those are their outcast superstars. But for me, it's Reg E. Kathy. That's my outcast superstar who was hey, awesome in this. Longtime superhero show show fans, you know what's up. Uh, he was that, great in that show. That voice. Yes. You know, like, how are you going to get a bad performance when you have that voice? And him fighting against, ah, uh, this is dumb and this shows you my brain. Who played Samuel Stern in the Edward Norton Hulk, Ryan? Blake Tim Nelson. Him versus Tim Blake, Blake Tim Nelson. Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. They, those guys are good actors, and them going yes. back and forth is good. And both sort of have valid points. Like, we have to worry about people and science in the future. And no, we have to worry about other people and the safety of the country. And those are interesting things that the movie has no time for. Do you think that Josh Trank was just going to turn in a three-and-a-half-hour movie? Maybe. That would have just been, fuck you, military. Isn't, aren't powers all actually awful in their own way? But see, like, we'll never know, but in order yeah. to give Trent credit for that, then we would have seen a bunch of incredibly directed scenes that didn't make sense right. together because all of the, you know, in-between scenes were taken away. There was nothing well made about that. There's movie. nothing here that wants to make you start spreading hashtag release the Trent cut. <laughs> Let's get tranked. Do you think he thought about it? Do you think he thought when Snyder got released no like, because it, again he disowned this before it came out i think he wanted to wash it and what has he done since get a star wars movie canceled yeah um is this worse and i guess maybe you might make me answer this in a different segment when i forget to do an interview again but is this worse than the original fox movie the tim story movies no um I didn't see yes. Silver Surfer. I didn't but, either. But I did see the first one. And it's bad, but it's fun. I think it's goofy. Yeah, I, I would prefer to watch the Tim Story ones than this. I would probably watch that first Tim Story one ten times over this one one more time. Ah! If you want to start a new podcast. I would love where we just watch that ten times and then yeah. watch this once and then watch that ten times and then watch this once. It's called the second worst idea ever, and it's a thing I just thought of. I like it. Yeah, I'm a very smart person. So like smart. anything, any uh, oh, and the special effects. Jesus Christ, this movie looked like trash. This movie looked so fucking terrible. Is there any final thoughts on Fantastic Four? The, it's if you haven't seen it, don't. 
and hopefully someday John Watts, right? John Watts hopefully will give us a good Fantastic Four movie. I believe in him. Uh, pull everybody who's in this movie who's a good actor. Pull them into the MCU. Let's do it. I, I want. I'm bummed that Tim Blake Nelson has been done dirty by the MCU and by not Marvel. This guy's a great actor. Let's get him something going. All right, that's Fantastic Four. You can watch it. I don't even Disney Plus. I don't think watch it. it. Yeah, it's it on, on the Disney Plus. Plus. Don't don't, yeah, watch it. don't watch it. Like it's honestly not. We would tell you if it was bad fun. It's not. It was so not fun. It's fucking really hard to get through. When we come back, it's spotlight time. Mike, super trucks. We're gonna watch spotlight. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna watch spotlight, a movie about the taking down of super trucks. <laughs> On the tenth and eleventh episodes of Super Crooks. Johnny's villain friends take him on a super crook bachelor party before he and Casey head to a life of normalcy. Unfortunately, they get a little greedy, and Johnny gets thrown in jail for five years. Then he gets out, and they plan one last heist. Taste Mike, I ask you this. How would you describe the storytelling style of super crooks, and does it work for you or not? Bad. Oh, so two questions now. I would say it does not work for me. When it did the five years later, I spit take, and I hadn't even had anything to drink in an hour, Ryan. It feels so that was just loogies all over your wall just and your TV screen. Hot, acidic loogies everywhere, burning through the paint. To do the band getting back together towards the end of your season makes so little sense. You either do that, I guess, at the end you get them thrown in jail, or that's how you start your show. But for episode 10 and 11, to rip up everybody just to start getting them back together again is insane. I I get a little nervous about talking to sh- like about a show like this because we have so little history Attachment. and like experience with this style of entertainment but also this isn't the style of entertainment this is mocking or copying a different style of entertainment of right? anime like, do you mean or Yeah they're trying to make it seem like this was done in the late 70s early 80s I think visually it's there I'd say if I had to say what's good about this I I, I think the art is cool there's times I, except that Johnny and five of the other people in his gang look exactly the fucking same. Hey, what are you, white and blonde? Awesome. Also, I can we did how did did you watch the intro credits to this show? Every time, dude. What do you think I'm gonna not watch some babe dance for five minutes straight? It is. They want us to want to fuck this cartoon so bad. It is crazy. The camera shots they choose for Casey dancing and the camera shots they choose for Johnny dancing are so vastly different. Well, how many the, times does she... When somebody's dancing around, how, how many times do you think they go to the rub my taint? Is, <laughs> is that a normal dance club move? Because for this cartoon, it is. So for the opening credits, it's a uh, very cut-rate Prince song, right? Like so I, like, I, I like the Cut Rate Prince song. It's a lot of fun. I mean, sure. I mean, 10% of Prince is still fucking good. But when they show the guys in the opening credits, it's not very long, and it's like them putting on gloves, or mm-hmm. like looking at the camera and saying, like, what up? Or Johnny like do, just doing disco in a garage. Yeah, and then when they show Casey, uh, the lead girl in the show, uh, she is on all fours in the middle of the street, just trying to make you come for money. It I think it would be uh, overly generous to say somebody sort of remembered, is it do the right thing? 
and, uh, Rosie and, Perez. And Rosie Perez dances over the credits. And I'm like, well, let's do that. Forgetting that uh, she could really dance and it was all shadowy and not this gratuitous. But it really feels like that was the pitch. And then they turned this in. It, I mean, it is crazy. Like, Mike is not exaggerating when he talks about taint. You can smell taint sweat. <laughs> it's so much taint sweat all over the place. It, it is absurd. I, I can't. I can't. It made me an adult man who has jerked off to cartoons. It's crazy how uncomfortable uh, this intro makes me. The test I always do is if this was on my iPad and, and like uh, on an airplane, right? W- would I cover it up? And I would have yes. been fully so like, blocking people from the view. I would have quickly pulled up RedTube to hide this to not be embarrassed. It's just porn. I'm just watching. I'm not a weirdo. Porn. <laughs> just watching porn on a plane. Get this motherfucking <laughs> porn off my motherfucking plane. Uh, okay, so back to let's go to the bachelor party, Mike. Mm-hmm. We are we've we've been on some bachelor parties. A time or two. A time or two. Uh, did you get nervous that we were going to also get into some ATMs? And I don't yes. mean at the moment. And I'm disappointed we did not. I mean money machines. I. I wish we had gotten into a hundred gex style. We should have gotten into more money machines. Not the way. I mean, we've had, if we're talking bachelor party, Ryan, because I want to talk about anything other than the show is we've had friends accidentally get into some money machines, not realizing that at the strip club, it's not a $2 surcharge. It's a $30 surcharge. Every time you go to the ATM, just every back time, and back, too. And back and back and back. But here's the problem is that you're like, I just need $40 this time. And you do that nope. five times. That's 70 just, every time. Just, just take the, Take the $200 out right away. It wasn't even fun watching them bachelor party because, one, it seemed like they are... None of them are good friends, Ryan. And I, I think watching the show, it feels like that's what the show... If the show is trying to say anything, it's that even villains can be good friends to each other. None or of them are you, good friends. He's like, guys, I want to not do anything bad. I'm getting married tomorrow. And they're just like, but I owe money to my landlord. Can't we just hit a few ATMs? I think are that's like... Lipped? That's such an important point for this show that wants to be a drama or isn't really sure of what the structure of an action movie should be is that if you're going to take time out of showing us superheroed or costumed people punching each other Mm -hmm. is that you have to develop these relationships and they didn't develop them in in a way where they were friends and they didn't develop them in an interesting way where they're villains to each other. It's just... Um. Yeah, I'll get in this van because I need money to. I guess that's my motivation. Did, the, would you like to watch that? The scene I liked the most was all is not well with them. I think it's how one ten opens. They're at the the villain bar, which I I do. I love that. I love that kind of world. All the villains obviously oh. hang out at this kind of bar. Everything should have a villain bar. And they are fighting each other. They hate each other. And they're they're at an like hipster axe throwing bar is also this villain bar, but they're throwing it at each other. Uh, that scene I kind of dug, and then I realized that two of them have healing powers. Like, okay, they're not just like insane, but that scene kind of worked, and that's that's it. <laughs> I mean, what you have to ask yourself every single time that you saw a scene that worked is, did it work better than Casey dancing in the intro? It didn't make me uncomfortable, so that's good, I guess. Didn't make my pants tight. We find out. <sighs> We find out that this is all leading to a casino heist. Mike, were you like, isn't that awesome that we get another casino heist? Yeah, so we get the five years later, Casey lights her dress on fire. We get a five years later, uh, 
Carmine, who's like everybody's surrogate uncle, uh, he's super old. He needs a hundred million dollars a month. So Johnny, fresh out of jail, says we got to get the band back together. Even when you don't know the characters, getting the band back together is normally so fun. Yeah. But again, half these dudes look exactly the same, and none of them are standout personalities. It it was not fun, Ryan. And Though the-, the two brothers who heal, one did rip off his brother's leg to beat a guy. That was pretty dope. <laughs> Uh, those two are the best part of the show by far. Yes. Um, yeah, and I was hoping for, if we're doing a casino heist, that there would be something a little bit different about this. Like, you know, there's superpowers now, but the casino heist, like the casino that they're going to take over, it there's a thing where like it detects powers, so you can't use the powers. It's just, show what? Are, well, what are we'll we get to the heist here? heist next week. I know, but like, what what are we going to add to the genre other than mm. being in this animation style? Not nothing. The answer, Ryan, is nothing. And the, do you know what they're adding, Ryan? Is this is loosely connected to our favorite show, Jupiter's Legacy? Because every once in a while, I'd be like, "Haven't I heard that name before?" Yeah. So Mark Millar, <laughs> uh, so far with us with this Netflix deal, is not dude. I remember being sort of excited because I thought it would give us a different flavor. And it is. That flavor, Cigar I'm ex- Ash. I'm excited when creators make money for their creations. You know, like, I'm, like that guy made a fucking mint mm-hmm. because Netflix bought him, essentially. It, Other than that, I don't it, know. It might also be 15 years too late for Mark Millar stuff being cool in pop culture. That's so Netflix to me, though. Like, the kind Netflix of, like... Just- ideas he has yeah. about things. Do you remember how much we loved Kick-Ass in 2004? Yes. Loved Kick-Ass. Can you uh, imagine that movie coming out now? No. What do you have to say? Yeah. I, th- I mean, That's ultimately it, is that um, he thinks of himself as like closer to Grant Morrison, in mm-hmm. that when I write in genre, I have, I want to really talk about the genre. I don't know if he does, though. Like, it's 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 a step, I don't know, a below or above or parallel to the boys' comic book. Oh, I would say below. I would say that Garth Ennis is really saying more about things than Mark Millar is. Suck it, Millar. You hear Suck that? Suck it, Millar. Uh, let me check my notes real quick. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We did that. We did that. We did that. Did we talk about Casey dancing for five minutes we in the intro? Could, what song do you think would work better for the Casey Johnny dance? Um... Rubber ducky, you're the one. And we all know what the rubber ducky is then. Do you think this cartoon feels objectified? I is, I is do you think they is that are they are are they saying this is homage and this is why it's I could not fucking believe. It, it feels, well, let me ask you this, Mike. You okay. watched four episodes of Super Crooks in the last couple of weeks. Yes. Right? Because I know what we're doing for next week. You do? Did you skip intro? Once, one out of four. Okay, <laughs> I did you're the a me- fucking you're a disgusting pervert. You're the reason that society is burning, and you're the reason did- Mark Millar has a big Netflix contract. Did you skip any of the intros? Not a one. <laughs> Who's the perv now? Hey, so, I like skipping taint one sweat. more perverted. Uh, taint sweat, taint sweat, taint sweat's fun because it makes your underwear uh, look like and smell like the Panama Canal. And if you've ever been to like New Orleans or Miami, you're just a 
ball of taint just sweat. Sugary gold taint sweat smelling everywhere. Is sugary gold taint sweat too long of a na- uh, rap name for me? Yeah, because you need to be like, yeah, I guess you could be like, I'm sugary gold taint sweat. Like and keep going, but like I yeah, I, I think it might be too long. There's too many syllables. My favorite thing in the world is when I ask you a question about hip hop and you're like, let me test it out. I, you you go gotta right test to it mic, out. You gotta you do go the right taste to the test. Mic, you're like, let me see if this works to a beat in my head that no one else can hear. Everybody else you could, but you could see it in my shoulders, right? Mike, um Super Crooks is the only thing on, so we're going to review it next week. Cannot but it's the end, right? The finale? It is the finale. So, uh, and then after that, a lot of shows come back. Uh, before though, we get out and get to X Men. You just texted me about a little website you mm-hmm. are creating. Oh, I didn't. I texted you because I wasn't ready to talk about it on here. Oh, it says here, don't tech a, talk about my website. Yeah, Ugh, but it's too late. We've already mentioned it. All right, are you going to reveal to people what it's about? And I guess I'll fill it in. Or you want me? To- no, no, no. I want you to be the one to. Shout it out from the rooftops. All right. Heavily based on what I've been doing this week, this takes different cartoons from your childhood and makes them dance gratuitously over low rent Prince and David Bowie songs. Give me some examples like Reptar. Reptar's there for sure. Pepper Ann, maybe. Uh, who else did we like? As You're kids? a fucking disgusting Shredder. Uh-huh. Super Shredder. Oh, wait, you got Shredder and Super Shredder yeah. signed on to this fucking game? Yeah, they danced together. All the April's O'Neil. Uh, basically, wait, uh, hold on. Even your favorite April O'Neil? The porn star? Yeah, she's yeah. there too. The uh, I was trying to keep it cool, but then you scream porn star. Porn! So. The cartoon all-stars. All of them. Wait, the ones that were to the rescue? Yeah, they were cartoon all-stars to the rescue, and now they are selling their taints for money out on the street. <laughs> Oh, wait. So do we have to subscribe to the website OnlyTaints? Yes. This is OnlyTaints.com, Ryan. And that parenthetical, the tagline is, don't talk about my website. (laughs) Oh, this sounds amazing, Mike. This sounds amazing. But don't you think that you should have some help in building this website? No, I can do this myself. I'm certain of it. Are you sure? That there's not like getting all the pictures you, of cartoons dancing is that's all you. No, I could actually get a lot of help with like legal issues of like clearances and getting rights to songs and cartoons and stuff. But <laughs> what if a company was not able to do any of that, but could help you like design it so it looked cool as oh. well as offered incredible gifts? I've been of, building this on GeoCities, so yeah, I guess I would like to make it look cool. Do you know what that's called? What? It's cybersprout.com. I don't think that's what it's called. Cyberfrost.net? Oh, that's I've heard of them. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. We're friends. <laughs> so we can do this ad together. Uh, Cyberfrost.net. Oh, shit. Cyberfrost.net is your friend for the digital future? Mm, I would call them my partner for a digital world, but... <laughs> um, they can do... All of your WordPress needs. And by the way, this is going to be a WordPress website. Let me, let me just so. make that decision right now. Fuck you, Squarespace. Um, what else they will do? Drag Look, and drop. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to handle maintenance. Can they do that for me? They can. Is there anything else you don't want to handle? Uh, I don't want to handle backups. Okay, they got that. I don't want to handle security. They do, They they definitely have that. With the amount of streaming and video on this, there's going to be a lot of. Speed needing to be optimized. 
don't want to do it, Ryan. Uh, I don't think cyber. Wait, hold on. Oh, they can handle that as well. And uh, I have been building this on GeoCities, and I don't want to migrate to WordPress. Can they do that? They can. Damn. That's all the stuff I don't want to do. I just want to do my art, which, again, is cartoons shaking their taints in your faces. Cybersprout.net, your partner for this disgusting digital future. When we come back, X-Men and the pull list. Mike, now it's time for the pull list. Hell yeah. Usually, what is this, like 45, 50 minutes of our show? It's most of the show. It's most, the vast majority of our show is pull list because there's so many goddamn shows uh, based on comic books. This week, Mike, you're going to tell us about Young Justice, colon, Phantoms. On the mid-season finale of Young Justice, colon, Phantoms, Zantana and her colon protégés have to team up with Dr. Fate and Clarion, the witch boy, to take out Child, a different Lord of Chaos. In this world, Clarion is Lord of Chaos. We all know that. Meanwhile, Vandal Savage and the Stranger negotiate with the Lords of Chaos in order to withdraw their support of Child. Mean, meanwhile, Gar's addiction comes to a head, and Mary embraces the dark. Taste buds, I ask you this. If I told you a 22-minute cartoon had a main cast of a dozen or so characters, how well do you think they pull that off? Poorly. You're wrong. Ryan, I haven't seen half these characters in nine episodes. That's what they do. They just let them fucking go away for most of the season. Is it Vandal Savage in the, you said the Young Chaos? Vandal Savage and the Lords of Chaos. Lords of Chaos. Would you go with Vandal Savage, parentheses, featuring Lords of Chaos? Yes. They. I mean, they're just hanging out there in their diamond forms. Because that album would be fire, and the songs would be bangers. Yep. I'll uh, talk to them. Okay. Please get them in touch. At least talk to their agent, because you could do some things with that band. I think so. And those bands could do some things with me, if you know what I'm saying. How many of the songs are called Colon Phantoms? At least the intro and the outro. Everybody loves But the to first do... one is the symbol colon phantoms, and this, the last song is just spelled out C O L O N phantoms. Hello. Hello. C O L O. A. A. Young Justice colon phantoms is on HBO Max on Thursdays. I have a moment of the week. I don't oh. need to talk about all the dumb bullshit that happened. It was, it was interesting. It's just so complicated, Ryan. It's so fucking. Imagine watching, jumping in and watching a season finale of The X Taz. I am so sorry. Uh, I just assumed you did not watch this. Did you watch this? Ryan, I am technically quote-unquote working this week, but boss is on vacation, so my laptop's near me. All right, segment restart. We are doing this again. Mike, yes. you you watched, like, what, the first eight episodes of Young Justice in and preparation then- for it coming to the show, and then skipped about 70 episodes to watch the fall finale yep. of Young Justice colon Phantoms. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. Gar is addicted to sleeping pills, as we've been talking about for a few weeks on this show. We're not going to fucking lie to our audience and say that Gar is addicted to sleeping pills. What we didn't know, Ryan, Gar is also on a Star Trek-style show. He is a known superhero and TV star. He's on Gar Trek and gets forced resigned, like forced break, because the guy's like, hey, until you can read these lines right, do what's best for the show. I mean, you. That's a real quote. I'm going to guess it's until he can snort these lines, right? Not that I've ever been addicted to sleeping pills, but it does lead directly to cocaine. Yeah, well, yeah, because you got to get the uppers. No, Gar's just like downers, downers, downers. And it's because Connor Kent died a while back in 
Gar won't get over it. His girlfriend is like, hey, she flies from wherever the fuck she's been. She's like, you haven't returned my calls in weeks. I'm here now. You told me to just throw away the food I brought you. Say you will accept my help or we're done. And he went, I guess we're done. Yes. While just looking so sleepy-eyed. like There's not it, supposed to be an or in interventions. If you no. offer the or, then they're, they're going to take, take the, the or. or. And it's he gets like mad at her. In a rowboat. She, as you do, accidentally knocks over all his sleeping pills because they were like in a basket by his bedside table. And he gets mad at her and is, I need this to sleep. Uh. This sounds straight out of Save by the Bell. This and sounds like every drug is heroin. All of Gar's scenes are like 30 seconds. And then there's, again, the, the, the first couple I watched of this season was all about Artemis and what's going on with her. Haven't, none of that, none of that's here at all. Now it's Zantana training three different magic users who suck in different ways. And now they're fighting Clarion, the witch boy. And they're like, it, it's this big epic, like, this, the specter is not big enough for what's going on with the things they're facing right now, man. And I think that's a big deal if you know about DC. Yeah, if you know about DC, that's huge. Uh, <laughs> and then Mary Marvel, uh, like Shazam's little friend, she is one of the magic users, and she just keeps, every time she uses magic, accidentally starts draining the life force of everybody around her, including her friends. See, I appreciate how you say that, because with Gar and his addiction, you're not saying magicians, which is just like, I'm a magic purveyor you're mm-hmm. saying magic users which yes. makes it sound like magic mike is as much of a drug as sleeping pills are for mary it is because by the end two of the, the a bunch of them have to share dr fate there's a bunch of also dr fate is a hero or is he not is that guy maybe a huge asshole because he just steals people's lives so there's now four dr fates that trade off a week at a time okay. and mary marvel is furious that she didn't get chosen and Zantana is like one i think those of us who are chosen are fucked. Uh, two, you are very similar to him. Is you think there's black and white. You think ends justify the means. And so, as Mary Marvel leaves, she just like goes to an abandoned mall, and then Granny Goodness starts whispering in her ear. It's a dark show, dude. You don't want Granny Goodness to show up ever. No, because her name is a lie. Yeah, it's more like Grandpa Badness. Grandpa Bad Face. I um. Uh... I think we fucked up, Mike. This happens every once in a while in a pull list where we're yeah. like, oh, did we spotlight the wrong show this Oh, week? we could have dug into so much more than in Super Crook's pen, pen, pen ultimate episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so here's a, uh, a new New Year's resolution. Yes. Um, Young Justice that colon Phantoms fans, it will get the spotlight when it comes back. I yeah. promise. It just never happened this first half of the fourth season, but we will be hitting Young Justice colon Phantoms hard this gotta hit that uh, colon in 2022. Hard. All right, Mike, what's your moment of the week? I got two, Ryan. Is uh, we find out that there's there, we're jumping around in time and space throughout this. There's a bus that's been hijacked, and we just keep seeing it in the background of episodes. And then in this one, we find out why. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so. Throughout the entire season, there's just a bus going. We've been and then it almost by. hits the characters, and you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" And this one, we find out why. But uh, a bunch of elementary school kids and the bus driver were hijacked. But one little girl has to pee so bad the whole time. And then the heroes, when they find her, they're like, "Okay, we just have to go fight this one guy." And then you can find the toilet. And the little girl's just like, mm. "It was very funny." Uh, and then Claire and the witch boy gets a hole blasted through him, and he has a pet familiar, uh, a cat. And then the cat disappears, and when the zoom out, it's just in his hole, licking his blood from inside of him. 
cool. This is a children's cartoon, I think, or it used to be. It used to be, yeah. I think it's uh, gone a little bit darker. Um, Young Justice colon Phantoms is on Thursdays on HBO Max. Mike, that's the end of the pull list. That's the pull do, list, baby. Do you want to? We used to rank these shows. Do you remember that? Do you want to rank? Yeah, them? yeah. I think Young Justice colon Phantoms mid season finale is the best show I watched this week. I agree with Mike as well. When we come back, let's go to Extaz. Welcome to Extaz Mania, bitch. The show within the show covering the primetime Saturday morning soap opera of the early 90s, X-Men, the animated series. In Savage Land, Savage Hearts Part 2, the X-Men have to take on an out-of-control storm. Her energies give Garrock power, and he goes from Easter Island head to Giant Stone Man. Soran tries to suck his energy growing bigger, and we get a full-on kaiju battle for control of the Savage Land. Ryan, kaiju battle in the Savage Land. It's just like every episode of Spider-Man, the Japanese... Seriously. I missed that show. Should I we know. have continued watching that? We did a bunch of episodes about it. Or what did we do? Like two. Two podcasts, about four episodes each. Yeah, probably. And we, I think that we were already wearing down, right? Like, yeah, right now, right, the, we get it. the wearing down is gone. And it's just the splendor and stupidity remain. And you're like, oh, man, it's so fun. But if we had done it like X-Men, where we give 25 minutes per podcast to each episode, no, that would have been wonderful. Oh, yeah. It would have been great. Yes, Ed. <laughs> I would have loved it, too. I think what Spider-Man... Is is do you see why you can't just scream no while people are talking to you? <laughs> no! Uh, Mr. Granio, this is your doctor. I have bad news. Uh, I guess you're freaking up. <laughs> I'll fucking email you or whatever. Mike, do you get... And I'm going to talk to 13-year-old Mike because... 48-year-old Mike is such a disgusting fat pig who has pubic hairs coming out of way more places than pubic hairs come out of. Like You obviously have a 13-year-old Mike. <laughs> uh, 13-year-old Mike, does it do it for you when... In this episode, we get Jubilee of the Jungle. Do you like the girls with the, for some reason, brown, like the fur, the cloth uh, bikinis? The long-time filterinos might know that... Uh, I was obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid and cave people uh, to the point that adult Mike has... I love your, I love your past tense, by the way. I love uh, how you say was. Adult Mike does have dinosaurs fighting on my forearm. It's my one visible tattoo. Uh, so yeah, I like cave folks, Ryan. I was obsessed yeah. with Lucy, the first and oldest uh, sitcom star. I, from I Love Lucy? <laughs> from I Love Lucy. And also the oldest uh, full skeleton found uh, in Africa of a hominid which is one of our predecessors. So yeah, I love this kind of shit in all the scientific ways, in all the dorky ways, and all the pervy ways. So yeah, you could say 13-year-old Mike liked this a little bit. Does a mall so- baby eat chili fries, Ryan? <laughs> uh, so you think... I was asking about Jubilee of the Jungle. You are talking about how Lucy, the one of the oldest women to ever exist, is a babe. That's a, a, a elf... A-I-L-F. Ancestor, I'd like to fuck, Ryan. Oh, that's an alf? Uh, that's an alf. She eats cats. <laughs> and I'd eat her cat. Oh, man. They were from Melmac, weren't they? <laughs> Classic Melmacians. <laughs> yeah, right, it's doing boy. it for me, Ryan. In the past, not now. I'm not weird. I think I like it, too. Um, who was in 10,000 Years B.C.? Uh, Raquel Belch. 
Probably that, Raquel Welch. Yeah, that fur bikini. Why it's would ten thousand years BC? It's a movie from like the sixties that had Raquel oh, it's, Welch. It's not the Paul Rudd, Michael Sarah caveman movie. It is not. Um, yeah, like you. It makes sense that you got some fur, but then you chopped off the torso or like the stomach sure. part and just stomach's got to breathe. It's hot out there. How else are you going to be of the jungle? Uh, what I love of Jubilee calls herself this. Nobody else has called her this. I think she falls into mud early on last episode. That's why she's now in this attire. She says, uh, and, yeah. and she took out Sauron, or thinks she can, and uh, Storm is on a rampage, and she says, if Jubilee of the jungle can take on Sauron, then Storm should be a snap, and Wolverine's like, no, 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 as Jubilee flies away to try to take out Storm, and Storm fucking knocks her little ass out of the sky immediately. Yeah, just like last episode, because uh, this is part one of two. Uh, last episode, a d- uh, drunk dinosaur's tail pushes her right into the swamp and just ruins her. <laughs> uh, Storm is just like bloop and flicks a little bit of weather. Mm-hmm. Just she controls the weather, so she's like a little, just a teensy bit of weather throws it right at her. Well, Jubilee flies at Storm after she she hears Storm is always a little extra with her powers. Nobody Rogue yeah. is never like and let me suck the life out of you. Uh, only Storm does this. Storm declares, rage wins. Your mistress craves more. And then Jubilee's like, I think I can take her out. Do you wish that Jubilee was more like, from the bowels of Hades come these firework water bubbles that God created? (laughs) I want all of them to be extra. I want Wolverine to say I'm the best at what I do. Snicked, snicked every time before he jumps on somebody. Snickety, snickety. Snickety, snickety snacks. Uh, So... Now, we are uh, fully dealing with Grok. Grok. And Grok is doing the one thing that uh, makes me know that you're in a cult. Because people are surrounding him, and they are doing aerobics. Oh, yeah. And if you're doing aerobics to either pray or not pray, you are in a cult, guys. Aerobics are actually bad for your health, and they make you fatter. Do they? Yeah. If you do anything aerobic, then... That's that's gonna be making you fatter. You got to go to a better doctor, man. What are you talking about? I go to doctor dot com. Doctor dot com. It's doctor dot net. Get your websites right, man. No, no, it's not a website. His name is doctor dot net. <laughs> oh man, he works in a truck. Oh, a mobile doctor. Why are more people doing this? Uh, what I like is they're all so confused that uh, when Grok starts growing, the Savage Land starts quaking. And Beast looks around and he says, has Storm added earthquakes to her meteorological repertoire? <laughs> Fucking shut the fuck <laughs> up, Beast. Shut the fuck up. And uh, it's actually a stampede and Wolverine knows that because of his nose. And then they just hide in the cave. This is a show, Ryan, where our main heroes just have to hide in the cave for a while. Ahead of its time. Yeah, well, we have a two-parter. And I'm going to be honest, Mike. This might be the most insulting thing that I've ever said about this beloved TV show. Hmm. This could have been a one-parter. Oh, insulting. I mean, are you taken aback by this opinion of mine? I don't remember anything that happened last week, but I think everything that happened this week was essential. Don't you miss those episodes? And it feels so long ago. It really feels like 2020 or early 2021, where we would talk about one-off episodes. And now we have to remember several weeks at a time. <laughs> yeah, and really all this was was just Sora being like, I am good, I am bad, I'm good, I'm bad. squawk, squawk. 
I love it. So Lycos drainstorm. That's part of their plan. And he goes, no, I'll stop before. A lot of our heroes and shows, our cartoon shows are dealing with addiction, Ryan. Because Lycos did, is like, I know when to stop. Did Lycos I'm, drainstorm much like Google drains Lycos? Yes, exactly. I don't know what that means. Wasn't Lycos like an early oh, search engine? Like an Ask Jeeves? Like like one of your ask Jeeves. One of you your ask really, Jeeves. You would really go to a website to form a question so that a Dearest butler would butler. understand it. I say good chap. First uh, you would ring your bell. <laughs> so the website would come bell. down. Hell, You had to sing that when you logged on. Ring your bell. Uh, Lycos Drainstorm swears that he will not turn into sore and then he knows when to stop. Is a liar like all junkies are. Sorry, junkies. Uh, becomes Sauron. And Rogue grabs him one-handed because she's like, well, one hand will drain less. But then she starts to turn. And when they land, Jubilee's like, what happened up there? Best Rogue line ever. She says, it was real weird. (laughs) Thank you, Jubilee. Thank you so much for your fucking field reporting. Just amazing. Um, Yeah, we talked about this last week, but I'll bring it up again. If you're going to beat the X-Men, take out Storm. That is the only thing you need to do. Yeah. One of them only shoots things from his eyes, and he's not good at even that. <laughs> he's so bad at that. He's. Not, I don't think he's on this mission. I think he's still crying about coma gene. Uh, and then, uh, so they, they they put Storm in a hut, and this is very confusing about like who worships Garrock and who's against the X-Men. Now it's all muddied, man. The Savage Land is just all muddied from these stampeding dinosaurs. Do you think, though, that we're, this episode is doing important things, like... If you want people to do your bidding, do it under the guise of religion. I, do def- think that, I don't think a do kid think would Grok have gotten has, that. Grok has nothing to do with religion, but he's like, man, they're not. I'm just a big rock, and they're not doing what I want. Oh, I, I'll I'll say God. God did it. I don't know. And we watched two episodes about him, but I don't know if their worship is making him stronger. It really just feels like they will do things for him. He killed the dinosaurs, right? Some of them. You mean back in the day? Back in the day, yeah. I mean, he was responsible for the murder of all dinosaurs. And I don't call it like an extinction. I call it murder. murder. Every single dinosaur was murdered. He was the meteor that came down. It was the 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 Yucatan crater that that was him. Yeah, much like a uh a single patty burger versus a double patty. He was meteor. Ah. Fuck Let's that stone man. <laughs> You know what? As far as stones go, not a good guy. Not a good guy. Uh, but yeah, so much of it, I thought Garak was fake, and I thought he was going to be like Mr. Sinister crawls out of his head, and then he just does turn from Easter Island head to giant fucking stone man. And literally says, I bet you thought I was fake, <laughs> yeah. including that little child Mike right there watching <laughs> television. Oh, I'm old now, Garak. <laughs> but we get so much flashback of old footage some of it's old footage from other shows but it's like uh back to the future 2 style where now garok is in the background yes and old shows including like the andy griffith show i love lucy's in there and garok did it all everything that happened in tv history garok garok is responsible for his master plan is he's going to fuse with the machine that warms the savage land the savage land is a mysterious place i love your capability of when exposition starts being dropped you pay attention <laughs> because speaking for me and for the uh prison imprisoned cassie every time somebody's like here's what happened we just tune your the fuck eyes out. turn the whitest i've ever seen just roll right in the back of your head 
I did notice the High Evolutionary was there. A name that was not that funny to me when I was a kid, but is very funny to me now. <laughs> that there's a big giant purple guy with like three heads. Is that or three faces on one head? Is that no? That guy? Like, that's the that's, that, that's that's Trinity. No, I'm sorry. Uh, high Evolutionaries are just a purple guy who is just there because he's always just there. A lot like Kang, but he's not Kang. Please don't a lot like the Watcher, not the Watcher. Um, and yeah, he was like, "Hey, what's up, Grok? You What are you doing your thing?" Cool. Cool. I'm High just going to watch. Just jerks off in the corner while Grok does what he does. Uh, what else? But happens? it's it's a solid 10 minutes of flashback. quote unquote flashback exposition. Like, and by when I say exposition, I don't mean EXP. I mean X dash. Of course. Where it's the X yeah. as we know I, it's exposition. Okay. Uh, Storm keeps fucking everybody's shit. She wakes up in the hut where they're trying to take care of her. She blasts everybody out of the way. Uh, Garak tries to bury her because he somehow has learned that she's claustrophobic. She says, fuck this shit. She ignores Beast when he's like, no, we have a plan. Stop. You're making it powerful. She's like, the lightnings of the power. Your mistress lightnings, my friend. And she's no longer hypnotized Storm. Now she's just pissed off at everybody's right. Storm. Apparently vengeance is a uh, brutal drug. And then at a certain point, because Storm's like, blah, and, the, and Garak's like, lava. And Beast and Jubilee just enjoy that light show for yeah. a few seconds. They're like, wait. Well, that's pretty. I think that's important for every time that like there's a world defining or universe defining event for Daredevil to just be like, "This is crazy, right?" Take it like, in. Whoa! Yeah, you can't do anything, bro. So just take it in. Just take it. What in. are the odds, Mike, that we would lose that Storm would die a week after Jean Grey died or no. went away? Like that? That's not going to happen, right? That's not going to happen. But I also sort of said, "What are the odds that we're going to get an evil Storm right before we get an evil Jean Grey?" Would not have thought that would happen. Yeah, the show is crazy and contains multitudes. Comic books, they're amazing and dumb at the same time. <laughs> what I love is so Grok is now a thousand foot tall dude. The Savage Land is mine. Strong is like, he's not a hero. He says, nuh-uh, only I rule the Savage Land. And he starts to try to absorb Grok. He doesn't he doesn't absorb him. He just makes Grok shrink a little and Soren grows a lot. So the two are just fisticuffing Godzilla style above all of the Savage Land. Which I believe writers of tv think that that's what we want for the end of every episode and well, i'm not speaking for all audiences ever but i could i could stand to like see a show do you remember <laughs> the end of the wire the final season of the wire where avon barksdale and mcnulty grew just massive stomping <laughs> yeah. all over baltimore they just punched each other oh man it was been, but that, and then that last season of the wire was weird bunk <laughs> and kiva <laughs> <laughs> Omar and Omar, they all formed into a Voltron to fight the two kaiju. This is why the wire is the, the best, best show. show ever. Time. Uh, so they're fighting, and and I think it's just Saran beats the shit out of Garak, and his head yeah. is now on its side. He's still he's back to being an Easter Island. Said, and in slow mo, he says, "I was so close." I know you were, but we all were. <laughs> And uh, Rogue's like, hey, did you learn anything, Storm? Well, hold on. I'm sorry. Finish the quote. He said, I was so close. Grok, 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 grok. Remember my name? And then he started rapping. Uh, <laughs> and Storm's trying to apologize, but she said, instead, she says, I liked letting go. I've never felt so free. <laughs> Not the lesson you should have learned. I'm waiting for the Dark Rogue saga right now. Oh, Rogue started dark. Yeah. Ryan, it's time for awards. Yeah. What's your 90s moment? 
Um, my nineties moment is that they laid storm in a manger. <laughs> okay. And roughly around the nineties BC, that's what was going on: is that they would just lay women in mangers. Mine is close to that. It's uh, Jubilee of the Jungle. I feel yeah. like Land of the Lost style fashion came back in a big way in this stuff. I I feel like that that's nineties as much as it is eighties and seventies and sixties and fifties and forties and thirties and goddamn. We've just oh, since we've worn pants, we went. What if we wore fur and it was sexy? <laughs> since we've worn pants, we were like, what if these were tighter <laughs> and smaller? Uh, what's your gas blind? Uh, behold, Garak, gaze upon my works and tremble. Let the age of Garak begin anew. <laughs> and that made me think, like, <gasps> am I into Garak? <laughs> uh, mine is Beast. Uh, right before he throws somebody, he says, to put it in the vernacular, alley oop. <laughs> yeah. And I went, <gasps> how is anybody friends with this guy? That would also be a good 90s, where you were just alley ooping everything. Alley oop, alley oop. Powers. Uh, my power was just storming Rogue at the end. They were just tag teaming motherfuckers. Like <laughs> you, you had mentioned Jubilee and Beast on the sidelines, just watching. Just watching. <laughs> but it, it really was everybody storming Rogue, just absolutely decimating all villains. Uh, I think my power has to be Sauron, not knowing that he can grow into a kaiju, but just fucking doing it because he believed hard enough. <laughs> Who's your LVP? Well, and that is the message from tonight's show, right? Believe hard enough, and you'll kaiju up. Yeah, uh, my LVP is Chickenhead just because she wanted to look like the sun. This is like the okay, main yeah, the, female the priestess, right? And uh, <laughs> Chickenhead, sun. Like, if you have blast, like if your hat is like a sun blast, then it goes from side to side. If you do it front to back, then you look like a goddamn rooster, you Chickenhead. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you LVP. Mine's Jubilee because. She thought because she barely took out Sauron by knocking him out of the sky a little, she could take on the most powerful motherfucking mutant she's ever met, Storm. And then she just watched the light show. She really sucked here. Ryan, who's your MVP? Uh, my MVP... Well, my other MVP is anybody who uh, says Grok and not Grok, because it's just it's so hard not to do. Uh, but my MVP is Storm. Do you you want to make a two-parter? Then you hypnotize Storm for 90% of your fucking story. <laughs> and she's then evil went- and free. And she is about to defeat the X-Men until she is de-hypnotized, and then the X-Men win. Because Storm is the, Storm is the Storm Superman is of the, the Marvel X-Men. Universe. Yes. Everybody's like, oh, is it the Sentry? Is it Guardian? No, it's Storm. It's fucking Storm. It's fucking Storm. Go to the streets of New York, and you'll hear everybody shouting it out. It's fucking Storm. My MVP for this is uh, Carl Lycos himself, Sauron. I, lo- I love a bad guy doing good things for the wrong reasons. He doesn't He doesn't think Garak is bad. He's just pissed somebody else might rule the Savage Land. <laughs> and you know what? I say, uh, okay, I don't care who ru- rules the Savage Land. Like, it's fine. They, like, make it be a bad guy. I don't care. But I do want to give it up to Sauron or Kyle. Carl. Carl! Carl! Uh, for uh, destroying his necklace. Very yeah. dramatically. Fuck you your stupid do it, necklace. You do have to. Th- That's you have. You have to find something important to you and throw it against a rock. How I've won most bar fights is I destroy my opponent's necklace, and then they get so sad. Hey, Mike, stop yeah. getting in bar fights. Never will. Never have. <laughs> never have stopped getting in bar fights. Yeah. The no. only time I break quarantine, Ryan, is I go to a bar not to drink, just to fight. 
Who's got a necklace? <laughs> I'll fuck you up. Ryan, that is X-Tasmania. Let's get out of here. Tell me what things to talk about. Do you want me to take over being host of the show? Yeah, I'll give the reins back. I'll tell you about things to talk about. Uh, there's so many websites you can go to. Yourpotfilter.com is where you can find all of the podcasts that we do, all of the articles that we write. You can find Battle World, Battle World there, where uh, Mike and I, and I believe Stephanie and Daniel, uh, decide which of the Battle World comics is best in Battle World, Battle World. Or so impressed you remembered writers' names at all. Our podcasts that we do. Uh, make sure that you, while you're there, you go to yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon and make that uh, bookmark that's there your new Amazon bookmark. So that way we get a little piece of Jeff Bezos's action. Every time he poops, we get a fart. <laughs> that's such a good way. And now I understand how it works. <laughs> now you understand the economy. I never did, but now I'm an economist. Uh, and then also patreon.com slash your pot filter where that's the actually more important one where subscribe to a tier and you will get amazing stuff. Mike, <laughs> you and I did a Patreon today that it's just going to blow people's minds. It's going to blow your loads, kids. <laughs> it's going to shoot your gogurt from <laughs> oh, one wall to the next. Hot gogurt all over the place. So that's patreon.com slash your pot filter. Mike, yes. is this the only show we do? No. We do so many shows that people are in awe of us and surprised we're married. Ryan, there's also Movie of the Year, where each season we build a bracket to discover what is the best movie of that given year right now. So we build a bracket and we try to crack it. Build a bracket? Try- Why isn't that the fucking tagline? So, and that's with our pal Greg. We're going through 1991, and it's about to go through. If you were like, I didn't, I don't, what, what is the best TV drama, TV comedy, TV music, TV movies? We'll let you know all of those things coming up real soon on Movie of the Year. Big 2021 retrospective. Big 2021. Are you excited for Century of the Year? Oh, and of course, Century of the Year, where we count down the 100 biggest pop culture moments of the year while doing a shot of beer every minute. And I'm sure if you listen to the last eight, you're like, they are getting old, though, right? They'll stop at some point. No, we I can won't. hear their gray hair. No, we won't. I, I cut my hair and I dye my hair so you can't see the gray, and I drink like a kid so you can't tell I'm going gray. Let's do this soon. 100 shots of four loco. Let's do this. Oh. No, see, here's the if we're revealing behind the curtain because that's what we do for Patreon, and I'm drunk enough that I'm going to pretend this is Patreon. A couple years back, I did uh, seltzer because I hate beer and beer hates me. I never again. I'm going back to beer. At least yeah. I know I don't like it. I can't do it. Well, Bud Light is or Coors Light is fine. Basically, like, it's water. Just, it's just carbonated water. So look it's out water for carbonara. That. Is Ooh, that what that means? Water carbonara. If you've ever wanted to hear one of us puke on Mike, you're going to want to tune into the Century of the Year. And then uh, our friends, our pals, you'll hear them all the time on our shows. You should go listen to the Unnatural 20s. Listen to three wild goofuses try to figure out their 20s with the roll of a dice. Do you think that people who listen to Unnatural 20s and then come over to our shows, do you think they're like, now this is when the girls really shine? Or do you think they're like, this is awful? What is this poor fucking influence that's on them? I think we might be bad influences. We have so much social media. I'm going to say Instagram.com. No, just follow us at Your Pop Filter on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Your Pop Filter. So much good stuff. God damn all the, it. All the goodest stuff. Like, not only does it look good, but it smells good. It sounds good. Yeah. Feels all good. All the senses. Tastes good. Sixth Sense. Smells good. Uh, umami. Is that the Sixth Sense? It's. I think it's Umami. Ooh, Umami. 
If you don't like the porn that, I watch. hit us up on those social medias. Ryan, what are we doing next week? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, Mike. Next week, you're never going to believe what's in the spotlight. What? Super Wait, Yeah, why didn't we do Young Justice in the spotlight? We're going to say goodbye to Super Crooks. How much over under how many minutes we talk about the fucking intro and Taint Sweat next week? Uh, if you listened to this episode, do not listen to next week. Like, subscribe That's to the podcast. Yeah, but don't listen to next But don't week. listen to next week because we're going to talk about so much Taint Sweat. Also, we're going to uh, talk about a X-Men episode. Oh, listen to that. Archangel and Apocalypse. And all of the Taint Sweat. <laughs> okay, so don't buy Obsession by Mike Gravano because that's a cologne that is just Taint Sweat. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Sorry for going full. Fucking Muppet. No, what's that comedian's name? Bobcat Goldblade. Bobcat Goldblade. Bye!